0: This episode of Emotion Well contains reference to suicide. If you or a loved one are struggling, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at 800-273-8255 or 800-273-TALK. Welcome to Emotion Well, EFR's podcast about all things related to emotional wellness. I'm Johanna Dunlevy, the Wellness Manager for Employee and Family Resources, also known as EFR, and I'm the host of our podcast, As an FYI, EFR is located in Des Moines, Iowa, and we are Iowa's first employee assistance program and provide a variety of services you can learn more about at www.efr.org. September is Suicide Awareness Month, and the week of September 5th is Suicide Prevention Week in the United States. I wanted to honor this topic by having a guest on Emotion Well whose life has been affected by suicide and so I have invited a gal I have known I guess you could say my whole life uh to well not my whole life because I'm older than you your whole life Yes. My
1: whole
0: life. to the podcast Destiny Welsh a Destiny welcome to Emotion Well. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, so Destiny, we are from the same hometown of Lansing, Iowa, and fun fact, you're not the first guest from Lansing on the podcast. Who else? Susie Roberts. Okay. She was Susie Geiter. Gotcha. Steve and Angie's older sister. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, So, I really enjoy having guests on the podcast who I have a personal connection with and who I think can help other people understand a topic that sometimes we don't want to talk about or we don't know a lot about or we're afraid to ask questions about, and so I wanted to invite you on the podcast to talk about your brother Andy, who I didn't know real well because he was, I think, about five or six years older than me in school, and so while I knew him and I knew you know, most of your siblings just through church and the community, I didn't know him real well, but I wanted to have you on to talk about Andy, and I just want us to raise some awareness around suicide and suicide prevention. So would you like to share a little bit about your brother? Yeah, I'd love to. Um,
1: So yes, as you said, Andy is my My older brother, and we have 14 siblings siblings in our family. (laughs) So there are three siblings between Andy and I. So I was always always his little baby sister. (laughs) Um, And... And He was just an outgoing, loving um, person, and uh, as everyone would say that knew him, the life of the party. (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's what I remember about him. I mean, because he was older than me, we never were in high school at the same time, so we didn't have a lot of overlap in terms of, you know, hanging out, but I, I did have some mutual friends with Andy, and of course Lance was in my class, so I kind of knew some of the fun stories, you know, through Lance and... I always felt like when I saw Andy walking down the street, he was always had a smile on his face. Um, he was usually helping someone um, at the store um, that your family owns, and I just remember him like you said, like being the life of the party. Like even though I wasn't at a lot of parties with Andy, I like I just I remember like that about him. So I think it's important, you know, to just kind of keep in mind that what people are presenting to the world, to their friends, to their family members, um, to his customers in the store is oftentimes very different than what maybe they're feeling or experiencing inside themselves. And so I thought that if you'd be so gracious to share a little bit about your brother's life and, you know, ways that we can kind of honor him and maybe help others understand, uh, you know, what sometimes is going on that we don't realize, and, uh, you know, some supports that your family relied on as you went through a really difficult time, and I'm sure still go through difficult times as it relates to Andy's passing.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Um, As we were saying with his personality, just loving and caring and loved helping people, as you mentioned about the store, Um, and that was him. He wanted people to come together, um, just share time together and have fun, and so, it was definitely unexpected um, when all of this happened. Um, there was a situation about three weeks before he died that gave us an indication that something um, was happening. Um, but prior to that, we had no idea. So, I, and with our family in a small community, you know, I think a lot of people looked at us as having the perfect family, you know, mm-hmm. like just, um, great parents and a lot of siblings and just a a nice family and it reminded me that everyone goes through difficult situations um, there's no um perfect ideal family or life or anything like that and so andy has taught us a lot through all of this mm-hmm. um and as far as supports like families and friends around the community and um all over just being there as a listening ear um there's especially for my mom, I just think about her um still back in Lansing, receiving things once in a while out of the blue, right. I think when things happen right away, everyone's there um and but our life doesn't ever go back to normal right
0: right, and he passed away two thousand nine two thousand nine so mm-hmm. coming on twelve years yes and and you know I think because you are from such a large family. And a lot of your siblings still live in the community where mm-hmm. Andy lived. You know, I, I think oftentimes we we think of people who might, you know, pass by suicide as, you know, they didn't have a support system or they didn't know who they could turn to. And that was the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Sure, of, yeah. You know, the situation your your brother was in because he did have not just a lot of family members, but a lot of friends. I mean, that is one thing I also remember <laughs> yeah. about him. Uh how, so after your brother passed away, I wonder kind of how you and your siblings kind of relied on each other or um, helped take care of each other. What was kind of a coping mechanism, or what was something that you turned to, you know, after his passing, and that you might even still. Um, due mm-hmm. to this day?
1: Yeah, we definitely talk about Andy, um, some stories, and just this weekend when I was home, he came up several times, you yeah. know? I was just remembering um, those good times with him and stuff, um, and we've also, uh, one of Andy's good friends had the idea of starting a little poker tournament um, the weekend after Thanksgiving, which is right around the time that he passed away, and um, so we all get together uh, around that time of year, every um, year, and we raise money for a local scholarship um, at the high school. And so I think just keeping um, his memory alive and remembering the person that he was.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not not focusing on his death, but focusing on his life. Yes. And the many gifts that he's still providing the people um, in your family and in the community. When we met before the podcast, just to talk about this, I remember making a comment about how, you know, I, and this is just, you know, I I said, gosh, I, I feel sad that he missed out on so many weddings and nieces and nephews and graduations and, you know, ball games and whatever it was that he would have normally been present at. Uh, and I thought you had a really interesting perspective on that because I viewed it from know andy has missed out on so much and -hmm. do you want to share kind of what your perspective is yeah
1: i just often think about what we're missing with him as far as like would he have gotten married would he have had children Mm -hmm. um and i know i mentioned to you too like being his younger sister um we were about nine years apart so i was always his baby sister um but we were just getting to the age i was done with college um, had done some traveling, and I remember him just being so proud when I got back, like telling people, like, she just got back from Germany. And I, it was the first time that I started seeing myself as more of a friend to him mm-hmm. than just um, the baby sister. And I remember him inviting me out on the river with him and his friends, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is awesome, you know. Yeah. Um. So we were just getting to that point um, where – Not only were we siblings, but we were also friends. Um, And then shortly after is when everything happened. So I felt like he missed out on that. I missed out on that opportunity as well.
0: Sure. Um, I think that I'm guessing part of your faith is that he still lives on with you and your family members. Yes. And, you know, whatever someone believes in faith-wise, I think it is important to kind of keep in mind, like, that person can live on in your, in your heart and your memories. Um, they can still make an impact, um, you know, for the positive in your community and your family. And so, um, I liked you shared that you have his bike. Yeah. Yep. And and you ride his bike. And I love that because you really just kind of take him with you wherever, yeah. wherever you go. Um, so you're the youngest of 14. Correct. That I, I would love to just talk about that. That's, <laughs> That has to be such a unique family dynamic. But mm-hmm. um, I read a book once called The Siblings Effect, and it, it talked a little bit about, you know, the birth order, you know, the the character traits of the oldest, the middle, the youngest. Um, but one thing that the book highlighted was, um, you know, in life, the hardest loss to go through is the loss of a child because you're not supposed to outlive your children, and then the author went on to say that the next hardest loss is the loss of a sibling because they've been with you. Yeah. The longest you have that shared experience, you know, you you're from the same family unit and you know, no matter how close or far apart you are in age, you have a common bond that no one else understands. You know, the the friends that you even have known since you were a little kid don't understand it. The friends you met in college don't understand it. Your spouse who you, you know, have a strong connection with, you meet late much later on in life. And so uh, are there things that you and your siblings have have done? Did you find yourself kind of coming even closer together? I I would imagine you were already very close with your siblings. That's just, again, my outsider perspective. But were there things that you were able to do to help one another? And were you able to recognize when maybe some of you were struggling more with Mm -hmm. the loss and – and how did you kind of stay together as as a troop?
1: Yeah, um, actually, shortly after he died, a day or two later, I just, I love to write and I just started writing and I felt like this, I don't know, type of poem, not really a poem, but something just came out and I named it the missing puzzle piece um, because that's what it was. It felt like our family's this puzzle and we all make each other work and like to make this beautiful picture and all of a sudden one of those pieces was missing. And at first, it was like, oh, you just want to throw the puzzle apart. You know, like, oh, there's a missing piece. Why even have this puzzle? Um, but then I realized that missing piece, you can see where it belongs. You can see where um, Andy's fits. And so that's kind of the perspective I've taken this whole time where, yeah, there's one sort of missing right now, but because of our bond, um, we have come closer and can help each other remember that um, that missing piece is still it's still there. Um, and a lot of times um, someone will send a text or a message or something and just be like, oh, my gosh, I've just been having a hard day or something. And then we're like, oh, my gosh, me too. you know. And it just kind of seemed to happen around the same time um, when we would be struggling. But then because of that, because of opening it up, opening up and sharing with each other, we could really lean on each other. And um, humor has always been a big part of our family dynamics. Um, And so we have always been able to find some type of humor. Um, Even with Andy's funeral, we found some old um, notes from teachers to our parents (laughs) or to Andy. And um, we definitely had some good laughs um, over those.
0: For sure.
1: For sure.
0: So I just wanted to share some uh, interesting facts related to suicide. It is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States and the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 to 34. And your brother Andy was 33 when he passed away, correct? Every day, approximately 130 Americans die by suicide. And then as it relates to gender disparities, one thing I found interesting was that females are more likely than males to have suicidal thoughts. And they attempt suicide three times as often as males. However, males account for 79% of deaths by suicide. So females are more likely to attempt suicide, whereas males are more likely to complete suicide. And one thing that I think is important is that according to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI, only half of all Americans who are experiencing an episode of major depression receive treatment. And, you know, I think my uncle passed away. It's been... 16 years, and he um, he took his own life. And I knew that he had lived with depression. I didn't know him very well because he and his family lived in California, so we really only saw each other a handful of times in my life. But I knew it wasn't a family secret that he lived with depression, uh, yet no one is prepared for that kind of loss, and no one expects that. And, you know, I just think about the people who are living with depression who are unable to, you know, reach out for help whether it's because they don't know who to turn to or they don't feel like there's an opportunity or there's that fear of someone finding out. So one thing I want to share is the National Suicide Hotline number. It's 800-273-8255. It's also 800-273-talk. And I think that's important because no matter, you know, what you're struggling with, there there are people available to talk, you know, to you about what's going on, to support you. And it might not be someone in your immediate friend group or family. It might be a complete stranger, but, you know, never overlook that there are resources available and it is okay to reach out and ask for help. Is that something that as you kind of look back, um, you're just kind of more aware of as you navigate life, um, being maybe in tune to maybe what other people are going through? Like you said at the beginning from the outside, you know, your family had that, you know, a big family, you know, you're from a small town, you had, you know, seemingly the perfect family. Are you kind of more in tune with the idea that, you know, you never know what's going on with someone mm-hmm. on Absolutely. the inside? Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, you just, you never think certain things are going to be a part of your life. Um, and not that I forget that suicide is now a big part of um the journey that I've taken in this life, but, um, just that I have to be, um, I have to admit it sometimes, you know, in the sense where like, oh, there's an out of the darkness walk, like, oh, years ago before Andy's death, that would have just been like, oh, that's just another, you know, right now we've done a few of them as a family together. We've, you know, when it comes up like, okay, now this is a part of our life. Um, and we want to make sure that we're there for others um, who are going through similar situations.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it is so important. One thing I found interesting, just with the pandemic that we've been living through, I know that people have, you know, experienced depression and anxiety, and there's just this kind of uncertainty, fear of the unknown. One thing that I did find to be quite promising is that according to the CDC, suicides in the U.S. have actually decreased 6% during the COVID pandemic. And I was doing a little research, and I'll link to this in the show notes, but they um, cited the fact that oftentimes when there is something like a pandemic or a war that most everyone is affected by and can, can relate to, it feels less Difficult, or it is less difficult to ask for help because people recognize it's not just me going through this. Everyone is struggling, and everyone's talking about it. And I'm not the only person that you know is feeling anxious or depressed or lonely. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. And I think there's been a lot of awareness. And I just think that mental health has kind of come a long ways, even in the 12 years since your brother passed away. I think we talk a lot more about mental health now than we ever used to. If you watch the 2020 Olympics or 2021 Olympics, excuse me, they should have been in 2020, the 2021 Olympics, uh, you know, just with Simone Biles stepping out and saying, I had to take care of my mental health. And, you know, people have different reactions to that, but I think it's good for someone to be able to say that, you know, hey, time out. I need to take care of my mental health just like I would my – arm or my leg or you know whatever it would be ailing me physically and kind of preventing me from from competing uh what would you like other people to kind of know about your brother to honor his memory um do you have anything you'd like to share as it relates to um what you think he would want people to know or think about
1: yeah I feel like um Andy would have been the first person there for anyone um, even after he passed away when my good friend sent me this really nice letter explaining how much um, Andy was there for her dad uh, when he was going through some rough spots and so I think it was easy for Andy to help others. It wasn't easy for him to ask for help yeah. and so I know maybe 33 year old Andy would have been too um, tough or you know but I, I know Andy now would be open and tell people, reach out, ask for help, whether it's a friend or just a group. Maybe it's, maybe you don't want anyone that you know personally to know about it, but there are people all over that
0: are out there to help others. Yeah, for sure. And then I just want to reiterate that National Suicide Hotline number, 800-273-8255 or it's 800-273-TALK. And then the poker tournament is around Thanksgiving, and it's in our hometown of Lansing, Iowa. And tell us a little bit about the scholarship.
1: Yeah, um, so we we just get together with our family and some of Andy's close friends. Um, he loved to play poker, and so we just have a little um, fun day together. Um, and then the money raised from that is um, given to one of the local seniors at our high school. And one thing that was important for mom um, that she wanted was she wanted it to go to a student who might struggle in school a little bit. Um, like Andy, his academics weren't his <laughs> strong point at all. Um, but he he tried really hard. And so she just wants it to go to someone who um, wants to further their career, but might not um, get the top grades. And so we work with the local teachers and administration to. Um, find someone who would really benefit from this from this um, scholarship. Yeah,
0: that's great. And have you been doing that every year since 2010? Correct. Okay. Yep, yep. So that's great. That's great. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about your brother today and to help us raise awareness of, you know, suicide and just kind of remind people that um, if your life has been touched by it and, you know, and yours has, um, that even you know there are support and resources available for for you and not to be afraid to also ask for help. So if you're listening and you have EFR's EAP, you can call us at 800-327-4692, and we'd be happy to speak with you and get you set up with a counselor. That is if you have our EAP or if you are uh, feeling – Like you need to speak with someone and you would like to reach the National Suicide Hotline. Again, the number is 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-TALK. Thank you so much for your time, Destiny. Yes, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Emotion Well. Please subscribe to us and don't forget to rate us. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Emotion Well is hosted by Johanna Dunlevy and produced by Emily Wankowski.